to talk to you just for a few moments about touching Jesus, the power of touch. I I was reading uh, several articles about the power of touch, and it's the first sensory that, that human beings have. We we, uh, you know, if you watch little babies, they, they touch everything, and, and when little babies are there, you, you just can't help but touch them. You just want to touch them, and, 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 and that's one of the first sensories that we use is the power, the feeling of touch. So I was reading all this stuff about, about touch this week and about how it can, it can soothe people. If you touch somebody for 20 seconds, it can, it can act like a sedative and just relax them and everything else. And I thought, this is so great. I'm going to go home and try it on Nance. <laughs> so I went home. And, and you have to remember, you know, the, the, you know, the love languages, you know, the five love, love languages, one of them is touch. Well, that's not mine. It's not one of mine. Uh, so I normally just don't go around touching people. So Nancy's there, and she's wanting to really talk to me, and we're talking, and I just reach out and touch her. And, and you know, she's, she's, finally she says, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm trying to talk to you. So then I explained why she was. She said, okay, you can do that. But it, it's, it's amazing how, how important the power of touch is. And, and it's the same way with God. You can reach out and touch him. What, what we try to do as a, as a church, as a body of Christ, the reason why we meet together and, and we worship together and sing songs together is because we want an atmosphere of worship where the presence of God is real and relevant and alive that spiritually we can reach out and touch him. Anybody ever been touched by God? And so there are, there are those times in our lives that the Scripture tells us that we need to press toward the Lord. And, and the idea is that, that we work through all of life, when we work through all the circumstances in our life, when we reach out and we touch God, that we reach out and grab Him like, like Jacob did when he was wrestling with the angel, and, and he would not let go until God blessed him. Sometimes there's those circumstances in our lives that require a little bit more than just a prayer and walking away and forgetting it. Sometimes there's those circumstances in our life that we struggle to overcome or we struggle to get through or we struggle to manage or we struggle to to receive what we really want to receive in our heart and and we pray a little bit or we or we do everything we can on our own to to get it done but nothing seems to accomplish what we're really wanting to happen. Have you ever been there? There are some things in our life Jesus said uh, to his disciples when they, when they could not uh, cast out the demon from the young boy, they, he told his disciples, there are some things that only come through a lot of prayer and fasting. In other words, what Jesus was saying is, there, you can go through life and you can do a lot of things and you can know me and you can understand me, but there are some things in life, some of the deeper things in our spirit and in our character, some of the things in our life that we want to be transformed cannot be accomplished on our own. It requires us touching Jesus. And in the story this morning, uh, I want to look at that. I want to look at that uh, just for a few moments. This woman that we, uh, that we are, well, let's see, do I have that on? Yes, would you roll that for me, please? There you go. And it says, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. Now, keep, this woman ha, had, a, had a, an issue, a medical issue for 12 years. Can you imagine being sick for 12 years? 
I don't like being sick for 12 minutes. I don't, I don't like being sick. In fact, my family doesn't like me being sick because they say I'm the worst patient ever. I don't argue with that. Uh, I just like when you're sick, you're sick. But a woman was there. She had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, and she had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. Now, look, I want you to look at that for a moment. Because she went through everything known to man to help her. She had a physical condition. It was draining her. It was, it was weakening, her, weakening her body. She was struggling with it. She spent everything that she had, all of her savings, all of, all of her family savings, everything she had. And, and I like the word where it says, and she suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors. Because I don't know if you've ever been, gone to the doctor because you feel bad and then you leave and you feel worse. Uh, I've done that a couple of times. But she, the whole idea is that she went and tried everything that she could on her own. And, and, and I commend her for that. I, we, sometimes when we have issues in our life or problems in our life, we try everything we can on our own. And, and we need to do that. We need to be able to, to, uh, to try to take care of things. But there are some things in life that no matter how much money we spend on it, or no matter how many cures we try to find for it, we just can't get there on our own. So here she is, she, she is exhausted, she's exhausted all of her resources, she is broken without hope. She is, and yet, this one day, this one day, she grew, but she, when she heard about Jesus, that's, that is a powerful phrase. When she heard about Jesus. Put yourself in her situation. She didn't know uh, what was going on in her life. She, she tried to figure it out. She spent everything she had. She kept getting worse. There was, not, there was no hope in her life, but she heard about Jesus. Now, the background on this story is a leader of the synagogue has come to Jesus and said, my daughter is sick. Would you come and pray for her that she will be healed? So she was in this crowd and she heard about Jesus. She heard that Jesus was a healer. I, I believe that there are times in our lives that, that we need to let Jesus be known to other people. I think it's important for us that we need to begin to brag on God. Have you ever had God touch you? Have you ever had God heal you? Do you know anybody that God has ever healed? You don't know who is listening to you. You don't know who's listening to your story. You don't know who, is, who is, could hear you or overhear you talk about the goodness of God or the greatness of God or, or that time that you had no hope and then God just blessed. You can't know or understand who is listening to you that might have faith build in them because of the great things you're talking about, about your God. It's, it's amazing, you know, it's just this woman was in the crowd, she heard about Jesus. She heard about him, she, and, and, and when she heard about him, she acted on it, because the scripture says, when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Would you go to the next slide for me, please? Back up one, there you go. She said, because she thought, I love that, she acted 
because she thought, because she thought, because she had faith. She heard about Jesus, and even though she had tried everything within her power, she said, I believe if I touch his clothes, I will be whole. I believe that if I can reach out and touch him, I will be whole. If I can just get to him, I will be whole. And, and she acted upon what she believed. This is what the, script, the scripture says, that she went out and, and she acted on what she believed. She decided that she not just heard about Jesus, but she believed that if she touched the hem of his garment. Now, Mark doesn't talk about the hem of the garment, but in the story, the same story in Matthew, Matthew does. And he says it's not just his garment, but the hem of his garment. And it's really significant because Matthew was writing to Jewish believers. And Matthew would say things in, in his gospel that he would assume that Jewish believers would connect with. One of the things that he, he did when he was talking about this story in the woman, that she reached out and touched the hem of his garment. Now, the garment that, that Matthew was referring to was the cloak that all, all leaders wore, that all priests wore, that all teachers wore, and it had a blue thread that ran through as a, as a border. And that blue thread, the Scripture tells us in Leviticus that they were to wear them because it, every time they look up and they see this blue thread, it's to remind them to remain holy. It's to remind them of what they believe that keeps them whole that keeps them pure. And what this woman was saying is, I want to touch what keeps him holy. I want to touch what keeps him pure. I want to be able to touch what, what makes him who he is. I don't want to touch anything else, but I want to touch that which makes him right, which makes him holy, which makes him able to heal, which makes him able to cause the blind eyes to see. I want to touch that. That's what she was after. And the scripture says she pressed her way through the crowd. Let's just forget notes and let's just talk a little bit. She pressed her way through the crowd. What was she doing? She, she was weak. She was tired. She had been sick for 12 years, and she made her way through the crowd. Have you ever tried to make your through, way through the crowd at Disneyland or Disney World? Oh, can you imagine being sick and trying to get onto one of the rides? Here she was. She was trying to press her way through this crowd. It was relentless. Everybody wanted to touch Jesus. Everybody wanted to see him. Everybody wanted to be around him. And yet she was able to push her way because she decided, I don't care. I'm not going to allow my circumstances to get in my way. I'm not going to allow what's going on in my life to get away, to, to keep me away from him. Because she had determined, because she heard, she believed, and she acted. And I'm speaking to someone here this morning, and I have felt this all morning, that, that if you're going through something in your life, and you're trying to overcome it, and nothing has seemed to work, 
Don't allow the, the failures of the past to stop you from reaching out and grabbing hold of Jesus. Because when you get a hold of Jesus, that's when things will begin to happen with you. If there's nothing else that can satisfy, there's nothing else that can deliver, there's nothing else that can set you free. If you are struggling with your inner person and you have tried and tried and tried to overcome, let me encourage you today that there is hope. It doesn't matter what the doctors say. It doesn't matter what your friends say. It doesn't matter what culture says. If you reach out and touch Jesus, there is nothing that he cannot cure. There's nothing he cannot heal. There's nothing he cannot deliver from. He is not, there is nothing he cannot set you free from. That is a truth in him. But sometimes we have to get to that place like this woman was, that, that we're desperate. That we're desperate, that nothing else has worked, that we have to realize that we can't do it on our own or, or somebody else can't do it for us. That the only person that can deliver, the only person that can heal, the only person that can set us free is Jesus. And when we hear it and we believe it and we act on it, there, there, you get to that place, you say, nothing is going to stop me. Nothing is going to deter me from reaching out and touching Him. There's that place that we can get in prayer when we realize that, that we want to touch Him, that we want to reach out and, and, and get a hold of Him. Don't allow your circumstances to stop you. Don't allow the weakness of, of, of life to stop you. Don't allow anything else to stop you from touching him. She reached out for help, and she focused on her goal of touching Jesus, and she let nothing deter her. And I love how the Scripture says, when she reached out and touched him, she knew she was healed. How? She felt healing in her body. You know, we can reach out and touch God and, and have faith right here and believe that He is healing. But there are some times in life that you reach out and, and you touch that which made Christ holy, which was the Spirit in Him. The Holy Spirit in Him made Him holy. It was His very character. It was His very being. And when the Scripture says that power got, uh, went out of Him, that word power is dunamis. It's, sim it's the same one that on the day of Pentecost when they received power, it was the Holy Spirit moving from from Christ into her, and, and it was that same Spirit that, that quickened her and healed her and delivered her and set her free. She felt it in her body. There are places that you can get with God that you can reach out and touch Him, and you will know just not only in your mind, but you can feel it in your heart, you can feel it in your body, that I have touched God. I know today that if the Lord came back, I will go to heaven. I know that I know that I know that I am saved. Why do I know that? Because I believe the Word of God, and I've also experienced His presence in my life. And you cannot change that. And you cannot change the fact that I know Him. And you know Him. And it doesn't matter what the world says. So here's this woman. She reaches out and touches Him, and she feels God, Spirit, flow through her, and she's healed. And this is the part that I love. 
it's, here's Jesus, and he stops. And here's this crowd, and they're all touching him, and all you know, wanting to be around him. And, and he stops, and he said, hey, who, who touched me? And, and, and you, know, you know, the apostles, I love the apostles. I think they're just great, and God, uh, God evidently thought they were great because he chose them to, to be the foundation of the church. But sometimes I look at them as like great, great men of God, and sometimes in, in this circumstances, they're kind of like the Marx brothers. Because cause you look at them, and, and they, they say, come on, Jesus, all these people are touching you. How can you say somebody touched you? See, it was different. It wasn't just touching him. Somebody grabbed a hold of him. Not only did she feel the Spirit touch her, Jesus said, I feel virtue, I feel the presence, the power released from me. He knew somebody had touched him. It's an important understanding that when we get to that place in our life that we need God to speak, that we need God to heal, that we need God to deliver, that we need God to, to bring His presence. Sometimes it just doesn't come with just simple prayers. Sometimes we have to get beyond everything else and touch Him and reach out and lay hold of Him. To that time and in that place where we know that we have received from Him because we feel His presence within us. And He knows and there's a connection between God and us because His blessing and His presence has filled our life. This woman came to Him. Scripture says that but Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. And then the woman, knowing what, she, what happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear. I want you to look at that, trembling with fear. And told him the whole truth. She confessed. But why would she be afraid? Leviticus tells us, keep in mind, they were living under the law. Leviticus tells us that anybody that has an issue with blood is considered unwhole and could not touch other people. Or they would make them unwhole for three days. She went against her belief to touch him. She was afraid because she had broken the law. And yet, look what Jesus says to her, if you would turn that. She came and she trembled at his feet and she confessed and told him, I had an issue of blood and I know I'm not supposed to touch anyway, but I, do, I just felt that if I could just reach out and touch you, I just, I just had faith to believe that if you, if you were there, that, that I, I would be healed and now I am healed. And, and, and then, here's, if you would turn, go to the next one. And he said to her, Daughter, not, not sinner, not, I can't believe you just touched me, now I'm unwhole. But daughter, part of the family, your faith has healed you. Sometimes, 
Have you, let me ask you a question. Have, have you ever believed something about the Bible and then a year or two, three years later, you realized that what you believed wasn't real and, and you had to change your opinion? See, now this is one of those moments that I thought something, but I won't say it. <laughs> so he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. There, there are times that we have to get to the place that we have to get beyond our religion and our theology and reach down and get, and get a hold of God. And you say, well, Pastor, what do you mean by that? Is my theology wrong? No, I'm not saying that. But I, I am saying that when you came to Christ, my guess is you knew far less about him than you know now. The only thing I really knew about him was I needed him. And I pressed toward him. And he saved me because I reached out and touched him. We sang that song at the cross. But I had to make my way to the cross and, and bow my heart and bow my knee and, and confess to him. And, and when I did, it began a relationship with him. But I can't tell you how many times when you're in seminary and everything else and the circumstances in life come and you try to rationalize them and you try to you know, bring out all your theology and try to comprehend it, but there are some things in life that aren't aren't meant to, for our understanding because our minds are too finite. We can't, we can't understand all the things about God. But, I do, but we do know this, and that anybody that comes to God, he will not turn away. And, and there are those times that when we are desperate for God, that we can get to that place where we will per persevere and push through, and, and we will be able to reach out and touch him. And it doesn't matter what we're facing. He'll either change the circumstance or give us the strength to overcome. He will never let us down. But there are, I am speaking to somebody that does not need to give up. You don't need to quit. You don't need to say, I, I've tried everything and I can't do it anymore. Somebody needs to realize that there is hope in God, and it's not going to come through your understanding. It's not going to come through your intellect. It's not going to come through your own strength. It's going to come when you reach out in desperation because you believe that when you get a hold of God, He will transform you. you're here today i want to encourage you i'm going to have our praise team come the good thing is i get to keep these notes for another sermon so, so lord's always good i want to encourage you today there is hope it doesn't matter what you're facing there is hope but it comes through a pressing through into his presence through a, through a need, through that time where you just, you say, I, I've tried everything, and yet nothing has happened. Nothing has changed. I want to encourage you today, if you'll press in toward the Lord, He is going to set you free. If you press in toward the Lord, He is going to bless you. And how do I know that? Because that's what His Word says. I believe His Word. 
if you're here today and you're struggling with life or, or circumstances of life, perhaps you're struggling with family and you don't know how to, how to deal with, with a family member and, and you've tried everything and, and nothing has seemed to work, would you press toward the Lord? Because the scripture tells us if you draw close to Him, He's going to draw close to you. That if you bring your requests and petitions to Him, that He will answer your prayers. That the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. What is an effective, fervent prayer? It's pressing in, like this woman did. Press in. Press in to believe that, that man, if I can get a hold of God, if I can just get to that place that, that, that I, I wrestle with this in prayer, that God will answer. When Peter was thrown in prison, Scripture says that, that the church was fervently praying for him fervently praying for him. What were they doing? They were reaching out to God. These were praying people, but there was a dire need. There was a dire circumstance because Peter was in prison, and, and they thought that, that, that he was going to lose his life, and if he would have stayed in prison, he probably would have lost his life, and yet they were praying for him, and when they reached out and touched God, God sent an angel and released Peter from prison, and Peter went and knocked on the door where the church was praying. Peter was released because somebody was effectively and fervently praying and God set him free. If you have a family member that you just think that there's no hope, effective, fervent prayer can set them free. Man, there's, there's something about the power of just reaching out and grabbing a hold of God. Here's what I'd like you to do. I want you to think for a moment, if you... If you and stand with me. I mean, here's what I want you to think about. Circumstance in your life or somebody that you know that you have tried everything you can and nothing has seemed to work. As we, as we sing... I want you to reach out to God because touching Jesus is all that really matters. That's it. It's not our, not our, our, our abilities. It's not our talents. It's not everything we've tried. It's not everything that's failed. None of that matters. The only thing that really matters in life is touching Jesus. Jesus is the one that saved us. Jesus is the one that heals us. Jesus is the one that delivers us. Jesus is the one that sets us free. And some of the things can come with an easy prayer, but I'm just burdened in my spirit this morning that some things come when you just kind of get alone with God and you begin to wrestle with Him. You say, God, I'm so tired of it. I've got to reach out and touch you. And you get to that place that you reach out and grab hold of him and you feel his presence fill your life and you know at that moment you've been delivered you've been set free why because the very presence and spirit of God has flooded your heart she knew and you can know 